Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is January 4th, 2023. Man, it's been a busy couple of days for Fightful. Fightful Select. We'll tell you more about that all along the way. We're here to talk AEW Dynamite, a new era of AEW Dynamite. We've got Alex Pawlowski here. And Alex, you know what my favorite thing is about the new era of AEW? What's that? The fact that like four months ago when I asked our graphics team to update our AEW frames, it ended up being the same exact colors that they're using Isn't that nice? now. That's nice. It worked out. I just wanted something different. I was tired of black and gold all the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, how about some red, white, some blues, but not too patriotic. And some what they lasers. Gave, get yeah. some lasers in there. What they gave me was almost exactly what AEW eventually did. Indeed. So it worked out very well for us. Indeed it did. We are in a new era of AEW. A lot of production changes, a lot of things that, that happen. Also, hey, maybe a new era for FightfulSelect.com for not the first time, maybe the third or fourth time we had AEW Dynamite plans up there. The thing is, I had somebody say, oh man, Tony's going to be mad. I was like, he's going to be mad that we revealed the gun club is going to be out there. They promote everything. <laughs> they promote everything on their mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just an order, but still, Added value for FightfulSelect.com. Check it out, guys. We will have producers and coaches for the certain matches up on FightfulSelect.com. But uh, today we also revealed, which has now kind of made it out there, Young Bucks discussing a possible extension or new deal. I don't know if it's an extension, new deal, replacement of the deal. Don't know terms, don't know anything. 
Alex, your your thoughts on on sort of that that bit of information that we reported on the best five dollars in the business, Fightful Select today. I mean, good, good that the young bucks are sticking around. There's, I feel like there's AEW. L- listen, uh, there there are uh, five names whom uh, to, to me are, are the originals who are associated with AEW. One of them already left for WWE. If I have two more of them to seem to leave, like it's, it, it feels like uh, that's yeah. I, I, uh, I I'm, I'm glad they're sticking around. It, 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 it it's um, it's better for the brand. It's better for the, for the rivalry. It's better for wrestling. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm it, looking at it sticking around for a long time. Good. Uh, check it out guys. We reported that on fightfulselect.com. Some other things, including that, there would be some hints and some misdirections and some notes in the, the Britt Baker Soraya promos that was mentioned on FightfulSelect.com today as well. Uh, regarding the Young Bucks, I'm I'm almost positive that that will be uh, like people will attempt to downplay that. Just, yeah. All I'll say about that is just wait and see. Right. See how that one plays out. FightfulSelect.com. But if you're here live on this stream, please leave a thumbs up. I can't tell you how important that is to us uh, over the past 24 hours. Alex had the NXT post show here on Fightful. We also had uh, on Fightful Overbooked, Kate did a watch along of Bailey versus Sasha Banks in Brooklyn. That was a nice addition as well. We did a, a Wrestle Kingdom watch along. We did a Wrestle Kingdom post show with Scott Edwards and Rob Wilkins and Scott Edwards each week on Fightful Select. Now we'll be bringing you the select style podcast, even more value for your five bucks covering Japanese pro wrestling. This afternoon, we also had List in Your Boy. But that ain't the only way you can support us. Besides, you know, all the interviews, Will Ospreay, Switchblade, Okada, you know, those guys, those guys. Yeah. You, know. you can also send Super Chats and Humper Chats at humperchats.com. That is a uh, the way that you get your question or statement read on the air. Our good moderator, Luis, will collect those. Chi-Town Spurs gets us started and says, what a day of professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Showtime says, BTW, Sean, any updates on Andrade El Mitalo? Last night on uh, the NXT post-show, uh, we uh, asked for your your best wrestling meat puns because uh, a, a member of the Fightful Faithful, Meat Normus, yeah. was uh, celebrating a birthday last night. So in, on, in his honor, we asked, hey, could you guys throw us a few meat puns we got porterhouse hobbs cm pork minoro souvlaki we got some really good ones we got 260 meat puns sent in last night you guys are amazing we are keeping our brand split strict (laughs) on on this there is no brand to brand invitation here it's not happening no not happening here nope or humper chats uh We kicked off the show with Ricky Starks defeating Chris Jericho. I love this match. Um, I, I actually could draw an awful lot of parallels between this match and the Rollins Austin Theory match on Raw. Both of them felt like a Chris Jericho. It felt a lot like the Chris Jericho Triple H match from 2000. White hot crowds, some shenanigans, but some fun involved there as well. Ricky Starks massively over Chris Jericho playing his role perfectly. 
I thought two or three times the finish was surely going to happen with Ricky Starks losing. Thought it was going to happen. Thought he couldn't overcome the odds. Not at times it was reminiscent of like NWO era where they're all running up onto the apron Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they're getting decked. They're getting decked. Getting decked. It was like Luger beating up everybody and they're just trying to lay a single finger on him to land the DQ Mm -hmm. or anything. Anything but what's going to happen. And then Ricky Starks get the win, gets the win. My favorite part is absolutely the li- the uh, Walls of Jericho spot. Just perfect. They raise the arm three mm-hmm. times, and Ricky mm-hmm. brings it back up. Mm-hmm. I love this. Uh, I, I loved it, too. Uh, the spot you're talking about where Daddy Badgett hits him with Floyd the bat while uh, Aubrey's back is turned. Aubrey, you... Have wrestled? Have you have refed? I believe every Chris Jericho match. Start to start to recognize the signs. That's all I'm asking. Start to recognize the signs. That man is passed out in 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 the hold. Perhaps something happened. Um, but uh, I did love that spot. Uh, him winning with the spear was great, and I was like, "Holy hell!" Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pleasantly surprised, shocked even, and I was like, "This is great." Ricky Starks wins a one-off match with Chris Jericho and moves on to a smooth new feud and get, oh no, there's a beatdown. There's a big beatdown. It actually ended in the exact same way, if you recall, that the beatdown of Eddie Kingston ended when that feud started and then went on way too long. So I'm hoping it's not, it's not the beginning also mirrors the end, but he got powerbombed. Kingston got powerbombed off the apron through a table by Jake Hager in the exact way that Starks got powerbombed off the apron through a table by Jake Hager tonight. And if you recall, Eddie Kingston never really got his revenge on Jericho after that. And I'm hoping this isn't the carbon copy of the entire feud because yeah. Ricky Starks needs to win the feud like conclusively. I agree. Tom LaValle says Ricky's new entrance absolutely ruled. Everything about Ricky is ruling these days. Uh, Action Andretti got a great reaction. This was a great place to have the first dynamite of the year. This crowd was white hot. And we're starting to see the benefit of the fact that they didn't run many shows in this area because the West Coast is starved for AEW wrestling Mm -hmm. right now. Uh, Denver last week was white hot Seattle white hot you know LA is going to be white hot next week so you look at it and you go "Mm, okay I do wish that we could have seen more of it I feel like I feel like if they would have evened it out a little bit more we would have had more rabid crowds everywhere right but um Tony Khan did straight up say you know what that saved us millions of dollars and yeah you know what if that saved them millions of dollars and they think it was the right yeah. business decision and ended up mm-hmm. working out for them, all right. Yep. Pam and DeBear says, I look forward to Wednesdays not only because of AEW, but because of this amazing post-show. P.S. Brian Danielson forever. Well, we appreciate that so much. Hangman Page comes out, cuts a promo, and he has said, uh, you know what? I'll be ready next week in L.A. I'm not ready tonight. Doctor said I wasn't, and if I bring John Moxley out here and we get into a fight, it's just going to keep resetting the clock and resetting the that's clock right. and resetting the that's clock. Right. And, he, and that's, that makes an awful lot of sense. But John Moxley doesn't care. He's going to come out there and confront him anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hangman says he's going to knock John Moxley's dick in the dirt, mm. which, you know, 
is how you know he means business. Right. Uh, but there were issues with the microphone here. Now, <laughs> we could hear John Moxley just fine. Yeah. The audience could not. Yeah. At all. Then they yeah. gave him another mic and nobody could hear him. Right. Finally, they got it straightened out. Growing well, like pains. The, yeah, growing pains. I mean, here's the thing with the with the microphone. If we can hear him, but the crowd can't, that seems like an issue with the, with the in-house PA system, mm -hmm. not not AW. Um, but I I did appreciate Moxley finally getting it. It's like, I get this microphone to work great. Go Seahawks. Let's get this thing back under control. <laughs> I was like, oh, you had to sneak that in and make sure everybody thinks that you're the baby face. Uh, I I think this this was this was a lot of fun. Uh, I love them both wanting to beat the hell out of each other and not being able to. Um, next next week, this is this is the match for me next week, man. Like these guys going back at it one more time. This time, there's no title on the line. There's this time, it's it's just it's just for pride. Like that sometimes, that's when the stakes are highest. When when you really want to beat up a guy. Like sometimes that's when the stakes are highest. And I think that this is going to be great. There's some puns to be made about the stakes being at their highest. I'm sure. Uh, right. But yeah, but not right now. Jam beard says hello to the meatful wrestling hosts, Sean rump roast sap and Alex Porklowski. Tonight uh -huh. was a great show. Uh, so, also, Moxley dropping another f bomb. Yes, a couple <laughs> I, of them. I think. Well, I mean, but I mean, he can't be blamed. The, the damn yep. mic wasn't working. He didn't expect it to get picked up. That's right. Uh, so, some of the changes, the set, way different set that we got now. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna pull up a picture of of what we got here uh, to to show the the people who are at home. But we also have some different colors and things like that. I thought that on TV, like I got this and I was like, oh, okay, not bad. I thought on TV it came off looking really good, Alex. It, lo it looks great. It it it, it reminds me of uh, the other place a little a little more than the other way did. I I I mean, like it's the the joke that I that I want was going to tell was how will I know who's a face and who's a heel? They're coming out of the same entrance. But honestly, yeah. I'm gonna miss the two tunnels. The two tunnels felt different. It felt unique. This feels like it's tr it's it's trying very hard to be similar to the to the other show. Um, when I kind of liked that it was different, smaller. Um, it felt, felt like TNA to me. <laughs> okay, perhaps, perhaps. But I I I like I like I wish there was more of a difference. Maybe you 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 do up make it really big, but you keep the tunnels in some way or the, or the different entrance points. But if they're I really, really liked the two different entrances. I, I, I don't know why I did, but I really did. They have some other adjustments. The The hard cam is a little bit tighter and on the ring as opposed to like, you can't necessarily see the fans that are standing up on the hard cam side of the ring, which I kind of dig. Mm -hmm. uh, the crowd is lit much better, which is something I always ask for, especially for AEW. If people are in the house, show us that people are in the house. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's what I, I love to see had people mention that uh, there were more camera cuts and I don't know if there were, but maybe it's just because we were looking for it <laughs> that it seemed like there were, it didn't seem egregious or anything like that. 
the announce table was different. The interview area was different. They made a lot of updates and changes, and it's something that we had posted on FightfulSelect.com. They knew there was a lot of work to be done, but they said, uh, when I spoke to sources, said it was, was good work to be done, Alex. What did you think about the changes that we saw? I mean, yeah, good. I, I, I think that, that overall the aesthetic was, was good. I like the production value pair. People are saying in the chat that they're still coming from the left and the right, just coming from the left and the right and the center, which explains why I didn't notice it. So I'll take note now going, going from, from going forward. I, I think that the changes are, are good and I'm, I'll get used to them and I won't be such a incorrigible curmudgeon moving forward about this about this particular thing i reserve the right to be that about other stuff but about this i'll, I'll get over it we have super chats from broadway joe saying ghetto looked at tony and said beat that with wrestle kingdom tony khan looked back and said bet that card next week is wild let's see how triple h responds to both at the rumble wrestling is crazy right now listen i loved AEW dynamite tonight i thought it was good but Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega might be the best thing I've ever seen in my life. That one's right up there, man. Like, that was such a perfect match with a great build. Uh, maybe I'm partial because a lot of that build they did on Fightful in our interviews that we did. Uh, that's when Kenny Omega really launched that feud, was talking to us. But uh, that was a very, very special match. I encourage everybody to go out there and check that out. And if you have preconceived notions about Will Ospreay being a flippy guy, watch this match. Watch this match. Johnny Hirschman said, going to be at LA next week. Card looks insane. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Broadway Joe said, the new set reminded me of 2016 Raw, but better and sleeker. I don't want anything to remind me of 2016 mm -mm. Raw. Mm -mm. At all. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. The Acclaim defeated Jeff Jarrett and Lethal, but it wasn't without shenanigans. And... <laughs> <laughs> very little of this match was without shenanigans. I know, I know. And that's what you expect. I mean, sure. Listen, if you were to compare the acclaimed to a WWF 2000 team, it's mm -hmm. too cool. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think it's them or it's the New Age Outlaws. Either one. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Lots of shenanigans there, too. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought this was a really fun work match. By the way, Jeff Jarrett just keeps getting in better shape and better shape. He looks great physically. Mm -hmm. The Sanjay spot, the 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 fake out rope break, ooh, that was a good heat spot. Because Alex, nobody wants these two to win the tag titles. Oh. Nobody. nobody. I don't even think Jeff Jarrett wants to. He he's probably like, I don't want to wrestle that much. What are you talking about? Look, I just wrestled now, and look what happened on Twitter. Look, yeah. I got. He's like, I don't want to do True. this. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile. Kurt Angle's out there just drinking milk on SmackDown, catching strays. Yeah. It's it's wild out here, man. Yeah, uh, referee Aubrey Edwards is trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to redeem herself for earlier. Yeah. Restarts the match and quickly the acclaimed one. I thought that was a really good heat spot, Alex. The 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 swerve finish into mm -hmm. uh, the acclaimed winning. Look, as long as the acclaimed walk out tonight, the winner. That's all that matters. Um, this was overbooked to hell. Um, I appreciated that there was a reason for Aubrey to be out there, that they, they were trying to kick um, Satnam Singh out and he wouldn't leave. So all of the referees came down to ringside to make him leave. And that's when Aubrey saw uh, the cheating spot. Um, okay, great. 
Um, and and then you have the acclaimed win. Good. That's that's good. Good. You know what? Kudos to Lethal and Jarrett. You did your jobs. You're obviously you're not going to be have the work rate to put turn in a great match. So you turn in a shenanigans match. That's great. You did your job. Move on. Back of the line. I don't need to see you on TV anymore. And now they're going to make me watch the match twice in one week, Sean. Yeah, but it's on. It's on. Listen, I got to see it twice now. It'll be like you and two hundred thousand other people, like. (laughs) Because it's on Battle of the Belts. And ain't nobody watching that. That's all true. due Nobody's respect. Nobody's watching that. Not with that card. Not with that card. Uh, nobody, like, they're just, they ain't going to be watching that. Uh, but that is happening. I think the match will actually be very, very good. Uh, <laughs> I hope they bring up that Jarrett has a lot of experience in matches like this and point to his good housekeeping match. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought this was a lot of fun. Corey says, who do you think should dethrone the acclaimed? I mean, I would have said FTR. I would have said yeah, Sting and Darby, like, but I, yeah, I, I, it feels like it was going to be FTR, and now it can't be because they're in the midst of something else, a different story for them right now. Um, like even if they even if they dispatch with the guns next week and move on from them, it feels like their overall story ha- can't can't be de- de- dethroning the acclaimed. Um, so I honestly I. I mean, kings like kings of the Black Throne, like um, Mur- Murphy and Bro. Like I want to see him as the trios, but like Murphy, Murphy and and Brody King would be. I mean, talk about a clash of styles. Like like the the just Max Sasser coming down, laying down raps at, at the House of Black, and Julia Hart just staring daggers at him. I mean, that could be honestly a lot of fun. Like we like the the idea of those two teams are they're very different, and that could be a lot of fun. Blackpool Combat Club could be an option as well. Like yep. if, if they want to go the tag route, we haven't seen 2.0 do much right. of late uh, as a team. Like those are a couple of the, the top of the line teams. What are Eddie Kingston and Ortiz doing right now? Like what the what's what's going on now with with Kingston that? Like and Ortiz keep talking about how they're gonna go after House of Black, but they've been doing that for a month. Yeah. Like are we gonna get that match at some point. And, and when I look at House of Black, I do want to see them as as a trios. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the LFI combo could be very, very good. I, I wish that we would have, like, this would have been a really, really great opportunity if Andrade was healthy for him to be doing something. Yeah. Uh, because I think that him and a tag team would have been really, really good. But Private Party's injured, or one of, one of the fellows is injured. I think it's Mark Quinn that's injured right now. So uh, a little bit different right now, but I, I would have thought like even Sting and Darby like towards Revolution, but other plans that, for Darby. That obviously. that would have made a lot more sense than the booking of the main event, in my opinion. So, and, and I got some some interesting questions about that because I had been told like Wardlow was penciled in to be TNT champion again pretty soon. Even well, last week, I had I'd been told that. Can, in the context of what happened last week tonight, I I I does not make sense. Yeah. We'll talk more about it. Shytown Spurs says they had me with this finish. It was really cool to see Aubrey get her moment. Max's rap was perfect. F Skip Bayless. I thought that uh, Shannon Sharp was going to hit Skip Bayless with the DDT live on the air today. Thought it was going to happen. Yep. Uh, follow Ugh. Common Bingles W on Twitter and YouTube if you want to hear me mm-hmm. talk trash about football guys i'll yeah, only yeah. where's my little ticker there we go there it's go. my bingles vanity project i'll be at the game this sunday andrew says some serious heat on that rat, caster rap tonight 
total nonstop acclaim. Talked about Andrew Tate getting owned. and You want to talk about a self-owned. My God, I don't care what you guys think of yeah. Andrew Tate, but my God, what an incredible self-owned that that my guy goodness. just just waved, the, took out a billboard saying, like, come get me. And they, Ridiculous. they got him. Uh, Zach says, want to give the acclaimed a few more months, put them on top flight. Well, I mean, there's nothing that I've seen out of top flight from like a crowd reaction perspective that leads me to think that they should be getting those titles off of the acclaimed. The acclaimed acclaimed is so over, honestly, like keep them on them for for months. Like, like it does not make sense to me uh, uh, to to do anything uh, other than that for a while, even like just just. Double or nothing? Hell, have them keep them till all out. Like, if they're still this over, like, why would you take the titles off of them? Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. Jam Beard says, pointing this out, now that it's no DQ, that gives Karen Jarrett a legit way of getting involved and costing the acclaimed the titles. Listen, it does. I actually like Karen Jarrett. Her and Jeff, they did their comeback in like 2017 in TNA, Mm -hmm. I think. And Mm -hmm. Karen cut a killer promo. Like, it was. Mm unreal good like it was so good mm-hmm. uh check that out guys that was a, that was a fun one uh one time on a, <laughs> a media call do you remember the old story about her and braun yes i do remember that about like how they had heat <laughs> and like she emasculated him <laughs> yes i do remember that one and i asked her about it on a media call and she downplayed it but okay. that was that was fun stuff i feel like i would love to ask braun about that though well, you never know. Ricardo says, New Japan Kenny just hits better than AEW Kenny. I think they hit different. Uh, New Japan Kenny has always, well, I don't want to say always, but was for 2016, 17, 18, was the very, very tip, tip top. Uh-huh. In AEW, he's been out for a year, and now he's in the trios division. So, Mr. Showtime says, love for boost asked in the chat, and I'm curious too. Santana and Ortiz shoes on BTE. Real? Work? Also, best $5 I spend every month. Love you guys. Uh, and I'm Abel says, uh, on BTE, there was a mention of Santana and Ortiz shoes. Do you know if they worked out their beef? Okay, shoes, I, I need some context here because I haven't watched BTE the last couple of weeks. I, I honestly haven't watched it since I got sick last month. I'll tell you one thing. One of those guys have their shoes made by the same guy that makes my shoes. Glaciers of Ice Kicks. There you go. Free plug. Provide me some context. Okay. The shoes were made by Diodora. I hope, I hope they've made up because those two guys are far too talented with one another to not be with each other. Like when they came over, Alex, there was serious discussion at that point are they the best tag team on the planet? They, and and now we hadn't really seen that because yeah. they had been involved in other things. Yes, because Jericho always needed backup for all of his silly feuds, and they couldn't get out of the uh, inner circle. Um, sure, like Santana Ortiz. I, I'll, I'll say this: you know, like they they had there was there was a time where you could have literally given them just a tiny nudge in the right direction and they would have been hugely over and primed to be champions. And they decided it was better for them to be the fourth and fifth most populous, popular, uh, uh, most uh, prominent guys in Jericho's team. That's it. And that's, that's a problem. 
Well, I'm going to nudge you guys in the right direction towards a good shave. Our friends at Harry's get a starter set for only $3. Harry's.com slash Fightful. January means resolutions, fitness goals, lifestyle changes. But if you really want to put a new you to the test, Harry's can help. Whether you want to go from Bigfoot to competitive swimmer or be the innovator that brings back the soul patch, Harry's has the tools for your closest, cleanest shave ever. They got that weighted handle. It's got a five-blade German-engineered razor, weighted hand, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. These people care so much about shaving. They bought a German razor factory. You can schedule replacement blade deliveries whenever you need them with refills as low as $2. No more going to the store and having somebody go and unlock the case. You know how how embarrassing that is to have to track down an associate. Then they got to track down the key. Then they got to track you back down. By then they forget where it is. Not at harrys.com slash Fightful. They're still offering that no-risk trial. If you don't like your shave, no worries. It's on them. No matter how you get your new you, look sharp all year long with Harry's. Get a $15 Truman Shave Trial set at harrys.com slash Fightful or harrys.com slash Fightful PPV for a $3 trial set. They got that sleek ergonomic weighted handles that look great in your bathroom and give you precise control with each swap. That's harrys.com slash Fightful or harrys.com slash Fightful PPV. We have another super chat about Jeff Jarrett. Michael Keyes says Jeff Jarrett is the greatest worker ever. You know what? In a sense. In a sense, he is. Got to agree. He's always been wonderful to me, too. We have long had this, like, tentative plan, and hopefully I can get it done in Lexington. Do you remember when I bought the laser-engraved Jeff Jarrett guitar? I do remember that. Yeah, and uh, one of my cats knocked it over and broke it, and I was very upset about it, actually. Because it was like 30 bucks, and I don't yeah. care if it's a bad guitar. That's a great deal on a guitar. That's a great deal. And I told Jeff I would love it if he smashed it into like a bunch of pieces, oh, then great. signed those pieces, and we could auction them off. That'd be like, awesome. I think that would be for like a great cause or something like that. I mean, um, I think that would be nice. Hopefully, he'll be in Lexington, and uh, maybe we can make that happen. Uh, I haven't followed up on that in quite some time, but we'll see if we can make it work. Oh, boy. Here we are, the promo that everybody wants to know about. Mm -hmm. Jack Perry. We got Jungle Hook versus Big Bill and Lee Moriarty next week. That's actually going to be very very good. But really, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter. Britt Baker drops the line. Mm -hmm. She says, I'm the boss here. Which really telegraphs that Alex, Bruce Springsteen is coming to AEW. That's right. What a coup. What a coup, indeed. Uh, I, I, did, I did not know he was still wrestling. I know, right? Yeah. He, he, He's getting Kevin up Hale, there. Kevin Hale says, well, this is before the show. He says, what if Britt demands tonight to know who the mystery partner is? And the response is something like, guess who you'll have to take it up with? TK, you know, our boss, the CEO. Well, that mm-hmm. isn't what happened. Right. And in fact, <laughs> Britt hinted more than Soraya did. And it was told to me like before this show, and we reported it on Select, there would be something in these promos mm-hmm. that very much implied who it was really going to be next week. But Soraya picks Tony Storm, and Sheeta is pissy. 
Mr. Showtime says, any chance that it's a swerve, a misdirection? Yes, it is. Of course it is. Yes, there's a chance. There's a chance. Now, I know a lot of you don't use Twitter. You don't have social media. You didn't watch Wrestle Kingdom. Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks, did debut for Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Not last night, this morning. Here was her look. Got the flame hair. Insane. Looked like such a star. Came out, cut a promo on Kyrie. So they did. It's interesting because we said, boy, if they if they don't announce who it is before, if it's not her, that's promotional malpractice. But still, if it was gonna be Tony Storm, yep. You announce it way before tonight, Alex. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> and you don't it. do it. You don't do it like this. You which don't is do it. in the in the middle of three of them talking to Renee, Soraya just goes, "Tony, I'd like you to be my partner." That's not believable. Like, here's what they could have done. They could have been like, Soraya is going to announce who her partner is, right? And she comes. And she comes as it's the top of the stage. And she brings out Tony, right? And then you do like it was like well that I guess they, it's good that they announced it ahead of time but it's kind of kind of kind of whatever and then later in the show you have Brit drop the boss comment then everyone goes wait a minute but because they had Brit do the boss comment first everyone was like oh it's obviously Sasha yes. it's obviously Mercedes Monet and then later you have Soraya do it in the way nobody could possibly believe. So you're not really fooling anybody. However, <laughs> the big thing out of out of this second segment to me seems to be Sheeta heel turn incoming, mob boss Yakuza uh, like Sheeta, and her matches with babyface Tony Storm coming out of her taking out Tony Storm. That to me is a whole. That's like a third. Like that's a whole third segment of the women's division that you can you can tie up with mob boss Sheeta doing whatever she wants to whomever she wants, while you also have whatever's going on with Jamie Hayter and the title and Britt Baker and whatever, plus whatever's going on with Jay Gargoyle, you actually can create a completely separate division that is the mob boss Sheeta division, whoever he she's feuding with. You can do that. I don't know if they're going to, but they that's a big enough thing that they could do. Before we get to Super Chats, uh, I just want to point out Trent of best friends his tweet he said damn it i had a little iphone note about saying dick in the dirt on tv one day <laughs> owned i fear um so there's a lot to get to here orion yep. says thing is soraya never said Sheeta's name also correct but yep. the way that Sheeta and pa- renee, renee paquette looked wasn't even like we thought she was gonna pick Sheeta. even right. Sheeta didn't believe she was gonna get no. picked right she was like even they were like Probably going to be Mercedes. Uh, Tom LaValle says, is there any way Mercedes debuts and turns heel? I don't know about turns heel, but debuts? Sure, absolutely. I think it will happen. Jambeard says he wants Dark Sheeta to take out Tony on Rampage. And Josh says, are we getting heel Sheeta? Holy Sheeta. Brandon Charles Powell, we are one step closer to getting heel mob boss Sheeta with her Joshi faction. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, listen, I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that eventually that Mercedes is in that Joshi mob boss faction as well, mm-hmm. especially yeah. if they start a women's tag team division. 
mm-hmm. because her going after Soraya, oh, that'd be good heat too. I think there's a million possibilities here Absolutely. with what they have. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of different avenues and possibilities for this. And that's what I like is that I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm not sure what's going to happen here. But uh, if you're AEW, you do whatever you can to get Mercedes Monet on your roster. I don't care if it's per appearance. I don't care if it's Mm -hmm. full-time contract. Whatever it is, to get footage of her in your ring, you do. You do. Sawyer says, I watched Dream Queendom over the weekend, and my New Year's resolution is to watch more stardom. Fantasy booking Siri is the surprise debut as Sheeta's partner. Listen, I love Siri. Quite honestly, Shiri Kondo is probably my favorite wrestling performer on the planet right now. But I don't think that um uh oh I thought I okay, I thought that uh you you meant like next week. That ain't gonna happen. But is she partner? Yeah, mm. I would love Shiri as sure. she partner. Please yeah. get her get her in, bring her in. Shiri's incredible. Jan Beard says I was hoping that new Mercedes theme would have been done by Snoop Dogg. Again, and give it a Snoop OG song instead of a remix. I'm sure that if she wanted one bad enough, she could yeah. probably ask for it, but I don't want to speak for her. Meet Norma says the tribal beef is back again. Acknowledge Meet. I'm expecting shenanigans on Friday leading to Mercedes taking Tony's spot. Your thoughts? Also, happy birthday to Meet. It would be cool if they did the shenanigans on Friday, Alex. Yes. Uh, I think. They probably filmed this last week. I think Sheena might have even been in Japan or something. Perhaps, but yeah, but uh, like I wouldn't have been surprised if they they actually filmed this before. But right. she could be in town for Friday, and I think that would be also a good way to get people to go. Hey, you probably need to start watching Rampage because stuff is happening here now. True, true. I also i i I'd, I'd rather they do it. The, this is just for my own OCD, but like. I'd much rather they have um, the the shenanigans happen on Friday if they're going to do it and have Sheeta attack Tony Storm on Friday or Tony Storm is laid out in the back. Who done it? Whatever you're going to do, because if they do it on Wednesday, I just don't buy Soraya being like, hey, Sasha, are you in town? And like, like, hey, Mercedes, can, can can you make it like? I yeah. would much rather have it be a thing like she would have to get her flown in or see if she, as opposed to like, oh, I just so happened to have a backup back back in the back. Like, I'd rather it be more believable than that. And also, it's like, why wouldn't she have just picked, why wouldn't she have just picked Soraya anyway, or not, not Soraya, uh, Sasha anyway, Mercedes anyway? I don't know. I don't know. Jambeard says, evil Yakuza boss. Uh, Sheeta versus Ultimate Underdog Babyface Riho. That would be a lot of fun. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. 
If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Yeah. Nicholas says, I was told Sasha would be teaming with Soraya if they announced Tony. I still think Sasha, except why promote someone else not as big as Sasha? The roller coaster ride, my friend. I I I think that they have made the calculation that people are tuning in because they expect it to be Mercedes Monet slash Sasha Banks, no matter what, and sure. they want to have the little intrigue or whatever. I I think that if if you had a whole week of people saying, "Holy crap." We're gonna we're gonna get to see the new Mercedes Monet, the former Sasha Banks teaming with Soraya, the former Paige, against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter on AEW. If you had let a week go by with that definite thing going around by word of mouth, you're gonna get a better a better rating than if you do the surprise. But they've obviously calculated and said no, that's not true. In Simmons says, just really wanted to see Mercedes versus Jade. Mercedes is a god with bigger opponents. She made Nia Jax look like a good wrestler. She'll give Jade her best match. Also, the women's roster is stacked now. So we're going to go right into the Jade match as Justin Rivera asks if uh, if Mercedes is the one to beat Jade. I think so. I, I do. I, 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 don't, I don't know. It all depends on how, on how much they want to mirror her persona in new japan in AEW, because sure. i would have said absolutely until she snuck attack uh Kyrie saint last night or this yeah. morning whatever um i i would i would have said that absolutely and now it feels like maybe they they have her you know do a, a quick turn on soraya during during the match on on uh after the match on on wednesday and and have her uh be be a dominant heel persona um listen but i think eventually we're gonna get babyface jamie hater and when she once she gets over the 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 hump of having to uh defend her title against her former partner Britt baker a a heel who could slide right in and be the one to beat jamie hater for the aew women's title would be mercedes monet now this this doesn't mean they can't do mercedes monet versus jade cargill uh, it it just feels like there's there's a little different momentum here after her Kyrie spot last night. Well, Jade Cargill won her tag match. It was her teaming with Red Velvet against Kiera and Sky Blue. Uh, Jade versus Sky Blue um, is going to be on Battle of the Belts. But Red Velvet was not happy here. She was not participating. It would, I mean, really, if she wanted to really piss off Jade Cargill, she could have rolled over, taken a pin. If she was going to walk out, why not just why get not? pinned? Well, yeah, take get the pin and, and, and break the streak. 
because I saw some people saying, oh, well, it wouldn't have counted. The hell it wouldn't have. They count her other tag team matches. They do. In it. They, now, they, you, count, they count it tonight. They said she went from 46-0 and 0 to 47-0 tonight. So Yes. And, uh, I mean, you could say, well, she hasn't been pinned in so many matches, and that's fine. You could, that's you could fine. do that as well. Uh, but, I, also, uh, I also question this. Um, it really seemed like uh, Jade kicked Kiera Hogan out of the baddies for no reason whatsoever. Yes. Why hasn't she formally fired Red Velvet? Red Velvet has been blatantly disrespectful yeah. for weeks now. It feels like this is this is the time. I think Jade Cargill, it's time to cut bait on Red well, Velvet. I, I would love if she referenced that, if she said, like, I kicked out a perfectly good baddie for no reason, and I've given you chance after chance after chance. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to whip that ass. Yep. Um, I, I think that'd be good. This was fine. This advanced that story. Jade, Red Velvet is going to face Jade Cargill for this title, and she should. Mm-hmm. It'll be a fine match. I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, I'm able says any chance it's Naomi. No, I'd be shocked if it were Naomi. No. Brian Danielson beat Tony Nice. Oh boy, Tony Nice had some really good fast paced offense, aggressive offense early on that I loved. He maximized his minutes, but Brian Danielson beat that ass. Yes. Uh, I, I saw some people like sort of. They were. I don't want to say upset, but they were like, ah, oh, Tony Nese. Tony Nese is a, a right opponent here. Brian sure. Danielson needed to have a, a quick showcase in his hometown, set up the pay-per-view match. No matter what he said to MJF after this, which we will get to, it was going to be super over with this audience because of where they were. But I, I like Tony Nese being the opponent here. Um, yeah, I suppose. There, he's getting he's getting a, a, a another showcase match that will no, lo- no doubt be longer and more competitive with Takeshita next week in LA, which isn't near his hometown. So the only thing I would say about the match was fine. The match was what it needed to be. However, I think the hometown fans were expecting more Danielson wrestling, like just a longer match, more of him doing stuff. Uh, And that's the only thing I would say there. Uh, But uh, hey, if, if nothing else, they got to see Danielson call MJF's mama a slut. So that was that was something good, I guess. Oh boy, we will certainly get to that. MJF comes out. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you, a great line is Brian Danielson, you are praised by nobodies, journalists, and fans. Meanwhile, I have people who have actually done stuff in this business, like Disco Inferno. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is amazing, an amazing line. Like, mm-hmm. I just know one day MJF is going to quote a Louis Dangor tweet and be like, this guy is the best journalist in the game. Like, I know he is. Like, he's really good at this shit. Yep. He mentioned Eric Bischoff and Jim Cornette. That was such a great way to get heat. Sure. Uh, Brian Danielson was very much like, LOL, your mom's a hoe, and the crowd loved it. Mm-hmm. Put some respect on Nina's name. Yeah. She she backed Stephen Friedman while he built a Pagel empire. She mm-hmm. was the backbone of that family. Mm-hmm. Put some respect on her name. Um, everything was a little face off. Um, like the back half of it was really good. The front half of it was was crap. I thought it like, was like it just wasn't like I, I love a good mom joke, but I was like, but I mean, this like, one, this one like went on. Just, the, just the idea of. 
uh, you sure do look like a goat. Maybe your mom had sex with a goat. And then he was like, exactly. really? Well, your mom had sex with lots of human with everybody. Beings. So many human beings your mom had sex with. And I was like, are you guys 12? What is, like... Especially like Brian Danielson, like I've been like whatever. I didn't it enjoy it. I didn't it enjoy it, but your recounting of it was very good. <laughs> I enjoyed that very much. Well, good. I'm, I As I watched it, I was like, ah, come on, come on. Jambeard yeah. says, "I need a plain white tee that simply says human suitor on it." I mean, that would sell probably. They'd sell a bunch of them. <laughs> That's the thing. But yeah. I mean, I, it, yeah. it was, I, yeah, I thought it was really bad. Like it just wasn't for yeah. me. But the fact that the crowd ate it up so much, I was like, yeah. damn, really? Yeah, I know. It's, it's the, I don't know, man. It, did you ever see that, <laughs> that Mountain Dew commercial with Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> probably. It was I don't great. Know. Okay. So it's Abraham Lincoln. And he goes, would the good people like a reply? And they go, yeah. He goes, I said, would the good people like a reply? And they they all cheered, and he started to crack people with chairs, and it said, fact, Abraham Lincoln's favorite sport was wrestling. That's what this reminded me of. It was like the most, like, meh thing, and they were all like, human suitors, we fuck! Yeah! Yeah. That was them. And I was like, okay, all right sure yeah but the back half of this was very good it was it was incredible after everybody got done declaring that they do in fact fuck uh Mm -hmm. we find out that brian danielson and mjf are likely gonna have a humper Mm -hmm. yeah an absolute humper yeah an hour at revolution i'm very Uh, excited for that yes Uh, and and by the way, Brian Danielson was told you got to wrestle every week and earn your shot. Yes, and he said no. A, but <laughs> I love that. He, he said, he, but he said he said, uh, okay, I will do that. And when I do that, I get to pick the stipulation. But I'm not going to make you wait for me to pick it. Let's just assume I beat everybody you put in front of me because I yes. am because I'm Brian Danielson. At the end, when I get to pick the stipulation, it will be an hour long Iron Man match. Do you agree to it now? And 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 the member is like, yes, I agree to it now, and you won't make it to February eighth. Um, this is all fine. This is all good. Uh, because if it, if it's gonna mean we're gonna get to see Danielson wrestle people like Takeshita every week for a month, then sign me up. Um, yes. So that's great. I will. I will say this. Revolution better be the pay per view with the fewest matches on the card. Tony Khan. Oh, I I, just, no. I joked that it was going to end at four a.m. <laughs> the like, load up, Tuesday. load up Rampage, yes, Tony. Right. Yeah, Please yeah. load up Rampage. Yeah. Uh, somebody has actually sent me the Diet Mountain Dew commercial. They dropped oh, me. God. They dropped me a DM and they said, "I don't know why I already had this on my hard drive, <laughs> but you're in luck, <laughs> and we're going to risk copyright." Oh my goodness! To to run it on the air. <laughs> Old party allegiance and ties. Mr. Lincoln, you may reply. Would the good people like a reply? I said, would the good people like a reply? I'll give you a reply. You think that's surprising? Get this. Diet Dew has all the intensity of regular Dew. 
with none of the calories. Listen, soda commercials were on their shit back then. You had Sting abusing children in a Sprite commercial. I love it. I have never seen that before in my life. Wasn't it fantastic? It was great. It was great. Diet dude still sucks, though. Uh, Jambeard says, if you have issues keeping up with your human suitors, Blue Chew is right for you. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Will says, my comment on Brian being a pure baby face before the mother's lunch. Yep, there you go. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Will says, I know he's in his home state. But it's so good to see pure baby face Brian. <laughs> so this this one was before that. He said with yes. the whole crowd behind him. I've loved the matches, but it feels like his AEW run has been complicated a bit at times. This yep. version of him just feels right. Yep. I love that he came back and donated more after that. I, j- <laughs> dis- disregard the just- your mama's a slut jokes. Disregard those. Oh my God, Drew Nicholas says, "I swear I saw Bobby Fish in that commercial." Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Oh damn. Jay Floyd says, "How's the same ref gonna let Starks continue after the three, but rule Nice dead immediately?" Well, I mean, it doesn't have to just like hit the mat three times. It is the discretion. If the hand is dead there, there you go. It's not an official like one, two, three mm-hmm. count. Right. Yeah, it is a ref's discretion thing, and she was giving him a couple of opportunities, but yeah, she screwed up that match. Um, <laughs> Taz reacted to Disco Inferno's name drop by going, Who, who, which Great. I love. Great, King of the North says, Dragon versus Takeshita next week. God bless, indeed. Indeed, Josh Martin says, Didn't Britt give Soraya two tickets? Couldn't that be the reason for Mercedes if she happens to be there? If they wait until next week to uh, for Sheeta to attack Tony, I I must have missed the tickets thing, and also she, Soraya she works said, there. She said, "I'll I'll give you I'll give you two tickets, and, oh. and be, so you can sit there, and then you could bring somebody out of the crowd if you want, or something like that. I don't know if that's actually what she said or not, but it feels like something I remember. I'll have to go back and actually watch the segment." Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe this person is creating a Mandela effect where, like, I'm remembering it the way they're suggesting it now, but it didn't actually happen. I don't know. She did hand her tickets. I don't know how I missed that. Guns promo. They do the the HBK in Montreal thing. Mm -hmm. They're very good at getting under people's skin. They're gonna lose. Here's the thing. I, I this is this is me being dumb, so I'll fully admit that. But for at least 10 seconds, I was like, who's F trip? <laughs> You're talking about F troop? That old, that old, that old show. No, from the that's 50s? the name of the people that are accompanying Swerve to the ring. F trip. <laughs> F trip. F trip is their new tag name. You know, they just Perfect. hang out and listen to the crystal method all day long. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. FTRIP uh, so- is great in hindsight, but at the time, I was like, who's F trip? Yeah, I think the the guns do really good heel work. They get under your skin. They are annoying. They are very, very annoying. And they are supposed to. Uh, Trio's tag video vignette. Miguel Ortiz says, which will likely happen? The Elite lose next week because Osprey costs Elite the match. That'll create Omega Osprey 2 at Revolution. Or if Elite win next week and Aussie Open will attack them to set up the Trio's title match at Revolution. I honestly think both of these sound dope. 
Both of these both, sound great. Both of them are great. Yeah. The, the, the thing I want is is House of Black versus the Elite. Like I want yes. that more than I want oxygen in my lungs. Like I, I, I think they I, they, uh, they got to be next either. up in line. Like I again, Osprey Omega is one of my favorite matches that I've ever seen in my entire life. Aussie Open are incredible. They're one of the best tag teams in the world. I know they can have a dope trios match, but it feels like House of Black have been pushed on the back burner, whether it be because of booking or them needing, wanting, requesting time off, whatever it may be. I think that it, it's it's their go. It's it's right. their time to be yeah. up there and feuding with the elite. I'm not sure that will happen, but it should happen. Because it does st- still feel like the tires are being spun on House of Black after it, that it, big it return. Feel, it feels like it's like every so often they'll remind you they're here so mm-hmm. that when the, when the lights go out, we know exactly who it is and we're going to get really excited for it. Like, I think, I think it's one of those. Well, if you don't want people to know exactly who you are when you're browsing the web, check out NordVPN.com slash Fightful, the fastest VPN in the world. Browse safely and securely on the unsecured Wi-Fi when you're traveling, when you're at a hotel, airport, restaurant, any of that good stuff. But you know what? You can change your virtual location with just one click. Get access to a lot of services that you wouldn't normally have. Watch AEW Dynamite without commercials by getting AEW Plus when you change your virtual location with just one click. And again, it blocks online trackers, annoying pop-up ads, and malware. But you got a great deal on this plan, too. This thing's going to end up saving you money. Uh, I buy UFC pay-per-views every month. They just hiked up the price to 80 bucks. I pay about, gosh, one-sixth, one-seventh of that with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. So that more than pays for your yearly subscription. And you're getting four additional months free. They got that great 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I, I don't know how you can afford to not save some money here. That great deal. It's been profiled in BuzzFeed, HuffPost, uh, Forbes, TED, uh, BBC, all over the place. Check it out. Change that virtual location. Shield your data from snoops and criminals. Protect yourself on public Wi-Fi. Secure every device you own with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Swerve Strickland defeated A.R. Fox. Goddamn. Yeah. My God. Both of these guys I, are so good. I, I'll say, man, I I loved them calling out Lucha Underground. These guys had that feud. In under, they mentioned it on commentary. They had this legendary feud in Lucha Underground. It really was like part of that era. Like it was one of the best feuds that they had. Some of the best matches. Um and they called it out in the commentary, which I thought was great. And I love that 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 they're basically con- treating this as a continuation of that, which is awesome. Because uh, those those guys did have amazing matches in in Lucha Underground, and um, and this was no different. These guys are so great. Ar Fox is just he's he's up there like doing brand new stuff. Like I I've, I've never seen the thing where he flips a guy off the top rope and holds onto their wrists and then rolls through and pulls them up for a cutter. That was cool. Like th- these, these guys are great. I love the thing at the beginning where, um, uh, where AR Fox was on the, on the apron and swerves in the ring and AR Fox does a backflip 
off the apron as the same time a Swerve does his little handspring thing over the ropes to the outside, and they land it almost the exact same time for the stare down. That was dope. I'll uh, tell speaking you my of dopes. Speaking of dopes, Parker, Parker Pudro and Paint Man Jones, as as Taz <laughs> called them, F trip. F trip. Yeah. F trip. It's F trip. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my favorite thing about this match is yep. the fact, first off, the Avalanche Death Valley driver on the apron was my favorite thing. But by all intents and purposes, yep. that was the finish right. because it wasn't rolling him in the ring and kicking out because. Mm. He wouldn't have kicked out from that. No. He couldn't even sit up. Like he struggled right. to sit up. But Swerve is such a dick that he's like, no, in no. addition to, to mm-hmm. what I just did to you that would already finish you, I'm going to stomp your brains in from about 10 feet up in the air too. Mm-hmm. So it went from that insane move that could pin anybody to him just doing his finisher just to do it. Ooh, that was good. And it's these little things that Swerve does. Mm-hmm. that really really work and this match killed it dave berman yeah. says that swerve fox match deserved a two-month build and a pay-per-view blow off holy poop well if uh, eventually down the line they can do that it's mm-hmm. okay i think with burning these matches early like i think that that john cena faced brock lesnar very early in his career yeah. and that was yeah. good to, to reference back to there was nothing wrong with that um justin rivera says gotta say the coolest part of dynamite for me was hearing ar fox get announced is being from my tiny Connecticut Valley town. I mean, hey, that's that's one of the cool things things about wrestling is you mm-hmm. have people that you can identify with, that you can cheer for, that you can relate to, right. uh, and, and it allows that emotional investment, which is what we saw out of Brian Danielson, Swerve, and Darby Allen tonight. Now, uh, uh, Parker Boudreaux, or as we christened him last night on the uh, the meat show, Porker Boudreaux, uh, he's, uh, he, he passed some substance to Swerve, and they're like, ah, Swerve got him with the... Like, they didn't know what it was because they didn't see it either, and yeah. we just blew right past it. I don't know if it was, like, some kind of... Uh, something he put in his eyes or something, but it wasn't... You wouldn't hit him with anything, so it was a weird little thing to lead to the finish. But other than that, I thought the match was perfect. Listen, if people are going to call Dax FTR bald, I think it's only fair that we call Parker F-Trip Tattoo... And the other guy is also named F Trip Tattoo. Yeah, also same. Shot Kid Twenty Nine says, "Are there two wrestlers with more creative and absurd offense than AR Fox and Swerve?" I spent half the match asking myself, "How the hell did they do that?" So good. The thing I like about Swerve is his size plays to his advantage mm-hmm. because even though he, he's not as big as Parker or anybody like that, but there's not a lot you can do to him. There's not a lot that he, he could outsmart everybody. That's the mm-hmm. thing. His brain is his biggest weapon, but then he'll come across and kick you in the face. Like he did on the apron. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's so good. It's great. So um, good. I, I think it's this one. F trip tattoo and F trip tattoo. <laughs> That's perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> that's miguel, great that's great miguel ortiz says if aussie open as a short stint to challenge for the trio's title against the elite mm-hmm. at revolution house of black can attack the elite after the match to start a feud i wouldn't mind that it's just i don't like the idea of well here's two, the thing two more months of house of black I doing How, pretty much nothing house of black they've already set up a feud between house of black and eddie kingston and, and ortiz so that's what they do leading up to a match, probably at the pre-show of Revolution, and then at, 
maybe. I mean, like again, that feels like they're really putting stuff off, but they've mentioned it. They've had a whole like thing of Eddie Kingston and Ortiz addressing the situation in the ring and all this stuff. Like it's, they got to do the match at some point. So guys, if this is your first time watching, uh, check out all of our other stuff as well. We have uh, interviews with Rocky Romero, Will Ospreay, Nyla Rose, Grapsity interviewed Tony Khan, wrestling perspective interviewed Medusa. We have EJ and Duca, Bobby fish, Willow Nightingale, Ethan page, switchblade, Jay white, Carmelo Hayes, Shaza McKenzie, go give that Shaza interview a few more clicks. So it hits one K over there, but uh, Grapsity is doing interviews all the time. Joel Wood, or Joel, uh, not Joel Wood, uh, who is the percentage guy in our comments section. Uh, Joel Pearl and Matt Young uh, both did interviews with Cody Diener. We made him a double feature, and it was great. He talks about stabbing Eric Young, which is fantastic. Uh, so check it out. We got a lot of good content. We're here live streaming every single weeknight after uh, after each show. And next Thursday... January 12th, we would, will be bringing you the Fightful Awards. Myself, Denise Salcedo, Will Washington. These awards are uh, our first ever that we've done. You're going to hear from some of the winners as well. So uh, make sure that whenever somebody complains on the internet about those marks at Fightful picking these winners, just remind them it was a fan vote. Mm-hmm. January 12th, Thursday. 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Darby Allen defeated Samoa Joe. Johnny says pandemic champs are getting their flowers again. John Moxley's been on top of the top. Darby gets his title back in his hometown. Heel Sheeta next. I think it might be possible. I think Heel Sheeta is going to completely reinvigorate her. But what mm-hmm. we got here, Alex, like when they made this match, it didn't even hit me. Like, oh, Darby's going to win in his hometown because Samoa Joe's been on such a roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I am so happy to see this because this was a, a great finish a great match the red herring or, or maybe the swerve of the turnbuckle getting ripped off because you're looking mm-hmm. at it and you're like oh here we go with the heel stuff mm-hmm. here we go with the heel stuff uh, i don't know how darby didn't completely wreck his shit on those stairs but the guy's made of elastic at this point alex mm-hmm. i i love this and this was a great moment to end the show to usher in a new aew era i thought objectively it's fantastic like it's like you if you look at it like darby gets to win in his hometown he has that amazing moment at the end with sting the match is great uh you, you have the, the an unexpected finish considering joe pulling the, te- the 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 turnbuckle pad off usually leads to the heel winning via that okay so the all unexpected uh, huge ovation, like a big, a really good feel-good moment at the end. Objectively, it's fantastic. Subjectively, I hated it because I'm I'm done with Darby Allen. I have been for months. I don't want to see him. I I think feel like he should lose like ninety percent of his matches. Really? Um, I just I don't I don't I don't like the persona. the persona is kind of done to me. I don't I, I I know he's good. I just don't really enjoy him anymore. And perhaps that feel I feel like it's because he gets put over all of my personal favorites. So that's my own personal thing. I'm not the guy to be objective about it, but I will say this. Considering what you did, what you had Joe do to Wardlow last week, like beating him and then humiliating him by cutting off the ponytail and everything, like having Joe then lose the match a week later, lose the title a week later, like, 
in that in that context, I don't I don't know where that puts Wardlow. And this is a guy who you invested a significant amount of of effort and and time and 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 resources in to put him in this position to be the TNT champ. And then he lost the title in a triple threat and was like all like you've said yourself. According to people who've told you things, he was slotted to get the title back. And now we've done. We're going to put the title on Darby Allen. Here's what I think. Here's the way that this whole thing makes sense to me. Next week, Miro shows up, murders Darby Allen, build to a, a match between the two at Revolution. Miro gets his title back. Like Darby's the guy who, who like who he took the title from the first time. Uh, Sting is his god, or whatever, whatever you can do. But like, there's, there's, this feels to me like it. Even, even objectively, it feels to me like a feel-good story in the moment and a transitional champion to somebody else. Hobbs, heel Wardlow coming back to, to get his, he's now, he's now shaved bald or whatever, like whatever they're going to do. But it feels to me like this is an awesome story in the moment with a build to something else. But I, after what happened last week, I would have, if you asked me who's, who's going to beat Joe, I would have told you 100% it's Wardlow. You don't do what you did to Wardlow last week and then not have him get his revenge for the title. That doesn't make any sense to me. So Also, before this match, uh, they showed Nick Wayne, whose father trained Darby Allen. Unfortunately, the, the late uh, the late Buddy Wayne. Yep. But uh, Nick Wayne, uh, they announced he was on an AW Futures contract because we had known that he had signed. We just weren't sure that, not sure the the nature of the deal. Uh, I I love this. I love James Stallings mentioned the cameo was great too. Uh, I I like this match. I thought it was good. I'm interested in where Samoa Joe goes from yeah, here. That's also a major issue for me as well. Yeah, and and I don't want him to just disappear. But I don't know how many dates are on his deal. Maybe some of them are used up. You, you got to wonder how some of those guys, especially in their 40s, what their deals do look like. I mean, he debuted for ROH for the love of God. So. Uh, Shot Kid says, Mob Boss Sheeta with Emi Sakura as her confidant, advisor, and Maki Ito as the psycho wildcard hit woman of the team. I don't even know about hit woman, maybe attempted hit woman. Like, mm. Maki Ito should get her ass kicked, like, all the time. Like, I, I love that. Like, she's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Jam Beard says, Yash should start a feud with the Elite after Revolution that leads to a tiebreaker between Jer- Jericho Kenny and Winnipeg. Um, I'll tell you when it'll lead to a tiebreaker in in 2026 when the feud actually ends. Yep, that's true. Uh, that's how long that would last. But I also wouldn't mind seeing Yas in the trios or tag picture, tag title picture, which as long as it doesn't last forever. Right. Like, it, it, the thing of it is, is it, it does feel like well, the Elite won the tournament, and then, then immediately Death Triangle became the trios champions, and they lost a bunch of singles matches while they were trios champions and then the elite came back and now we're doing this best of seven. I don't feel like they actually really fully established a trios division like uh, Matt Menard, Ange Parker and and Jake Hager are absolutely a trio in that trios division. If they ever establish it, they're, they're perfect as the, as the arrogant cocky won't stop running their mouth heels as well, those two. And then Jake Hager who only says, I like this hat, but like, that'd be great would be great. Mr. Nice Guy Rye says, Jarrett going after Caster on the outside during the pin. 
Jarrett getting in between Aubrey and the other ref to prevent the continuation. Jarrett knocked Caster off the apron to prevent the tag. Excellent ring psychology and all-time worker. He is. He I, like I'm not joking or saying like oh, he always finds a way to make money. The guy can work. He's always been able to work. There was you know a, a very rough WWF period in the mid '90s. I think 1995 WWF is like severely underrated. You go back there, you're going to find like top rope power bombs and package pile drivers and all kinds of cool shit there. But like Jeff Jarrett, Shawn Michaels in, in 95. Ooh boy. That was some good stuff. Go check that out. Go watch that. That was fantastic. Like he was doing some really, really good work back then too. And a lot of his TNA stuff, like him and angle was very, like, all their matches were really good. Him and Raven was really good. Uh, we've got Mr. Nice Guy Rye saying, what a show. They're best in a long time, in my opinion. I did think the MJF Brian thing was dragging, but it became super interesting on the end. And holy cow, an Iron Man match at Revolution. Going to be a hell of a seven-hour show. Uh, Fightful rules. Oh, boy. And listen, I'm, I'll probably have Julie Cutler on that post show. When we get together, we talk for two and a half hours. So, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Irene C says, I think Wardlow will feud with Samoa Joe for the ROH title that he has. Uh, putting the TNT title on Darby means a heel like Swerve from getting the title picture. Well, that I agree with. That that, that is, I agree. Like, if if what we're doing is somehow this, uh, well, the th- obviously Swerve's got some unfinished business with Keith Lee first. But if you're telling me that like the Keith Lee and Swerve match is a, is also has the TNT title on the line. When we eventually we get to that point, like if, if it's as short a reign as I feel like it could be for Darby Allen, especially if you're going to make Swerve a legitimate champion by doing that, like, and Swerve and Darby have all kinds of history. So like, yeah. that's a perfect story. If they're telling stories about the history between A.R. Fox and, and Swerve Strickland, then you can easily tell the story of Darby Allen and Swerve Strickland over a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Ricardo says, Sean, are you still in cameo? I am. I made myself temporary unavailable for a while when I was sick because I didn't want anybody to get one and not get their money's worth. But mm-hmm. I, I am back on there. I haven't promoted it yet, but I am. You can go look me up, Sean Ross Sap. 100% of the pro- proceeds will go towards a charitable cause or a good cause, something like that. I do like EFED announcements, like fake breaking news video things, which you could kind of say that all of them are if you ask the right person. But uh, yeah, check me out on Cameo. Jambeard says, selfishly, as a native Manitobian, I just think the main event for Winnipeg show should be between the two Winnipeggers. I don't know about that word. Uh, if it's not for the trio's title, <laughs> for the New Japan. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> oh boy, uh, Brandon Charles Powell says, is the revolution pay-per-view on a Sunday? If so, I, I better put it in to be off. On Monday. Well, if you're a Winnipegger, if you're, uh, if you're a Winnipegger, you could mm-hmm. put into, yeah, you, you put uh, in something, uh, <laughs> Let me see. Is the AEW Revolution on a Sunday? 
Let me look. AEW Revolution. Yeah, it's Sunday, March 5th. Yep. Well, buddy, that is ending Monday, yep. March 6th. <laughs> that is 100% ending Monday, March 6th, especially on the East Coast. That's a West Coast show. They're ending that on the East Coast after midnight. I guarantee it. Jeremy Lambert's going to be covering that that post-show scrum until the next morning at 6 a.m. Oh, buddy, see, he I, I originally hired him to cover UFC scrums. And that was like an until 3 or 4 a.m. thing a lot of times. Uh, I will say, yeah, if you do a show in Winnipeg, Omega and Jericho, just, you know, out there, Winnipegging it up. Yes, uh, right. Just Winnipegging each other all over the place. <laughs> Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. I would greatly appreciate it if you all did that. It would mean an awful lot. Um, Alex, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me uh, over on Fightful Select reviewing uh, Raw with uh, K- Miss Kate Fabe, uh, Kate Elizabeth on Mondays. And on Fridays, we'll do a, this Friday, apparently, we're going to do a two-hour Rampage and Battle of the Belts watch-along. He, uh, while also reviewing uh, SmackDown. So that, that should be fun, I suppose, for some people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But also on Tuesdays on this very channel, in what has become more of a crowdfunded comedy hour uh, than a wrestling review show, but that's the way the people want it. Um, We review NXT over there. And right after this, over on my YouTube channel, you can find me streaming Red Dead Redemption 2. So come over and hang out. A nice reminder, guys, we are on podcast platforms everywhere. Just because you see us on YouTube, we are on all the podcast platforms. If you don't mind, if you want to help us, uh, leave a nice review on those podcast platforms, especially Apple. Like we don't get as much love over there. Like if you look at the charts, we're a little bit lower, but that doesn't factor in like YouTube views or, or Twitter views. We do really well on those. But if you if you review it on those platforms, it helps people find us. We are back here every night. Thank you guys so much. It's been a wild week. We're out.